You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the host of GGR Pirate Radio. I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website, which is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. There's tons of podcasts. There's lots of great articles, which we'll get to those in a minute. We have a bunch of new really good articles that we're going to talk about, and I'll mention those uh, after I mention uh, the lovely co-host that I have with me tonight. It's my team. It's my trio. That is GGR Pirate Radio. I've got the guy who helped find this website back in 2014 he's been the co-host of ggr pirate radio since we started in december of 2014 his name is steve monick reading a lot about caesar romero lately in preparation for this podcast so i hope my time has been used wisely (laughs) (laughs) i've also got with us uh he is a talented musician in his own right uh he's got his own podcast it's called the overflow you should check that out as soon as you possibly can he's also when it comes to pretty much everything uh comic-con he's our guy he's at every convention we can find in the area um his name is mc brooks me and bryce harper are doing the same thing tonight watching baseball on tv (laughs) the bryce harper jokes continue that let me tell you i i put it because mc you put something on twitter this is like the perfect segue, right? You would, you'd put something on Twitter and I'm going to log into it real quick where you had said like, hey, name six things that you're that you're that you really enjoy right now. And I'm going to read off my six because I was very proud of them. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. But uh, it does have something to do with Bryce Harper because fuck that guy. But um, yeah, here it is. I said, uh, yeah, the, the, the post was basically it was it was name six things that, that you that you love, right? And I put, number one, all the Bryce Harper memes dragging him after the Nationals uh, win last night. Um, I said all dressed chips, which are the chips that they mention in uh, Letterkenny, which they sell at Walmart now, which are like the most delicious potato chips ever. Um, I also said Mindhunter, uh, which is we've talked a little bit about that. We might even talk about that tonight. Um, I talked about making people laugh. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Disney World, because we're going to be going there soon. And then I also mentioned my number six was podcasting with my GGR crew. So you guys got a shout out. Hooray. Aw, yeah. But the memes about Bryce Harper were so fucking funny. They were so great because everybody, like in unison, everybody just knew, you know, well, the Nats won. Now it's time to make fun of Bryce Harper. Yep. And like, it was just, it was fantastic. And I hope that dickhead is just reading those, like, just salty as hell. Like, that, remember, you know, that picture of him in the Vegas Knights jersey when he came to the, for the Stanley Cup finals and the Caps yep. just beat the doors off the, uh, off the Knights and Bryce Harper was looking so mad. Like, I hope that's the face he has right now. Like, just, of course. Oh. And like the fucking asshole, but like, oh, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, and he's like going all in on his like villainry because he's also like renounced his Cowboys fandom in a sense because apparently he like led a chant at an Eagles game last week or something like that. And it's like, how, like, for one, he never did that here, regardless of how we feel about the team, like, didn't do that here. And like, if you're if you're a Cowboys fan and the Eagles are your rival, even if you play in their city, what are you doing? Yeah, right? Like, he just, what a... 
you just I I'm glad he's gone. And and yep. I, I I posted a meme of that famous moment when Jonathan Papelbon choked him. Because I, I and I made I put the 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 text underneath of it. Papelbon was right. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like Papelbon had gone to the future and seen what Bryce Harper was gonna do, and like in a drunken stupor because he's Papelbon, right? So like he comes back from the future, he's drunk, and he's like, I got I gotta stop Bryce Harper, and he's like choking him. He's like, you you're the choker, you're the choker, and everybody's like, why are you choking him, dude? And not realizing that he was the reason that the Nats were choking, and that's what he was trying to say, but he was too drunk to get it out, and no one could understand him. So he's the villain, but ultimately, I mean, he was the hero. He tried. He just, tried to yeah, warn us. He was. He was the hero we deserved, not the one we needed. I have to save the to future. <laughs> exactly. All right, Avatar. <laughs> he is the. He is the future Flash. Tried. Tried to warn us. God damn it, Jonathan Papelbon. We didn't listen, but now, but now we know better. Now we know better. <laughs> you know, because I now. Wish- we're all doing the same thing. We we all collectively get to watch October baseball. I really wish that he had a Twitter just so he could have been like, I told you. Like that would have just been that would have been worth it. Oh, that'd have been that'd have been wonderful. Oh that man. That would have been wonderful. It's funny too because Phil like Philadelphians are on, at least on Twitter, like they're all like upset. They're like they're they're all upset, but partially because they paid you know, three hundred thirty million dollars and missed the playoffs, um, but but also because of you know they they get they have to watch us succeed. You know, they 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 were super hype about you know we we got the Nats superstar away from their team, ha 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 ha, and now well, in LCS, how did that work out for you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just it's wonderful. It's now, absolutely wonderful. I know I, I missed out on the the Nats conversation pre, pre previously, but we can we can come to a consensus that the the Howie Kendrick hit or Grand Slam is the greatest hit in Nats history, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, like if you're ranking them, that's number one. But Soto like that, has to be number two. Soto, I, I would say that like that whole game just kind of gets like the overall number one. Like those three home runs are, are the number one hits. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I meant the Soto moment from the wild card. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, all right. I'd I say that. that that's I meant like I meant like that as a number two to yeah uh, to that game or this uh, this past game being number one. I mean, back to back back to back homers from our our two star from two of our stars, and then a couple great at bats and. Uh, ultimately a grand slam by a former Dodger. Yeah. And like I was telling Steve earlier, like you just could not have written a better script for that dude. Like that was, that was redemption in, in its purest form. Speaking of redemption, the pitcher that they hit, that they hit that off was on that Cardinals team that eliminated us in 2012. Was he really? Joe Kelly was? Yes. I I found that out earlier today. There were a couple, there were, there were a couple, there were a couple players. There are a couple players on the Dodgers who were there, but Kelly was, a pitcher on the Cardinals uh, when they when they eliminated us that year. So yeah, David Freeze was there too. So yeah, we're getting our vengeance out so in, in spurts. Could this, could this be the Caps part two, exercising demons on the way? It's it's entirely possible, man. And I'll tell you the other thing about it. If we're ranking them, because I just I just came up with an idea for what we're going to talk about here. Because I'm going to give Steve the chance to do this too. If we're ranking them, so you got to have you got to have that right. You got to have. 
um, Howie's Grand Slam. That's number one. I would say number two is um, is uh, Soto's hit against the Brewers. Number three is Zimmerman's like just bomb of a home oh, run. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because that is that's Mister Walkoff. That's 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 Mister National. Like he deserved but that. It's a peak Nationals moment for a guy. The guy who's been here through all of the losing, yeah. through through all of the, the 13 elimination game losses that this yeah. franchise has experienced. Yeah. And then he and he comes up in a in a big moment and he's he's not even playing regularly. He he's a he's a he's coming off the bench now, right? Yeah. Well he's playing regularly now because his his bat's hot. So like well, well yeah, yeah. 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 Um but I would say it, that's that's your one, that's your two, that's your three. I mean, you gotta have worths. Um, home run against uh, against the Cardinals in 2012. That was just incredible. Yeah, like that absolutely. call still gives me goosebumps listening to that. That was absolutely that was the one. That, that's a top five radio call right there. Yeah, and then just... I would I would also say that the other one um, was Michael A. Turner's or Michael A. Taylor's home run in Chicago oh, to send yes. the series back here. Oh, was, I actually forgot. I had forgotten about that. I rewatched that earlier today because I was looking for. Um... Uh, some of Charlie's calls to yeah. to send to a friend of mine who was who 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 uh, didn't understand why literally all of Washington was asking for the radio calls after how he hit that grand slam the other day. Um, because Charlie yeah, that, Slows that, has like the greatest radio voice ever. Abs- absolutely, like I I would just love to listen. I, I would listen to him call anything, honestly. <laughs> call like little league baseball games. <laughs> Hey, well, there's a, there's a video on uh, uh, YouTube of him actually doing the weather. I think from a few years back. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Steve, and I know that, you're... Oh, that's up right now too. Sorry, they just are. update. No, you're good, man. We're we're excited. It's it's exciting shit. Um, Steve, I know you're not a huge baseball fan, man. Mm-hmm. But like some, because the Pirates had some rough stretches there, but they also had, as we found out last week, they had a run there where they were in the playoffs three years in a row. I mean, were there any moments in particular that really stick out to you as like like this was incredible? This was a an amazing moment for this team where it's like like an all time in your memory because obviously you could mention like the Roberto Clemente or like the Bill Mazeroski home run to win the World sure. Series, like like things that you've seen or witnessed. No, the one we actually already talked about last night with Johnny Cueto, like the fans kind of got under his skin. Oh God! Uh, in, in, yeah. in that wild card game, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I would be disingenuous if I was like, "Hold on, let me look up a list of greatest Pirates moments in the last ten years," and I'll pretend like I care about because I, I I didn't grow up as a baseball fan really. I, I was more football and basketball, and um, really only started caring about them when I was you know getting to know Mandy's family because they're diehard Pirates and baseball fans in general. Um, their their whole family is so you know I'm kind of coming into it late in the game, but no, I do remember watching that playoff game and kind of being like, "All right, Pittsburgh, all right, well, well done." Yeah, um, MC, I don't know if you know the moment or not, but it was the Reds versus the Pirates in the wild card game, and Johnny Cueto was pitching for the Reds, and it's it's one of the things that I admire about Pittsburgh as a city, man. Your sports fans are relentless, and like. I wish DC fans were like this, where you do those chants like against the player, like a, the opposing pitcher or like the opposing goalie like that. That's the kind of thing I wish we did here. And like they were chanting Cueto and he got so flustered, he dropped the ball. And then they started cheering because they were like, oh, we got to him. And then the next pitch he threw 
Russell Martin crushed a home run over the left field wall. Like it was, <laughs> it was just like it was an awesome moment. Like we destroyed that man's psyche, basically. It's a fan base, <laughs> yeah, um, which is kind of kind of cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, and well, not only that, but but in the context as well, um, we had had. 20 straight seasons of sub 500 and that was the first playoff game uh we had made after breaking that streak and finally being above 500 um so i mean i I was literally the age of of six um until i was in my mid-20s until they had a, a winning season i had gone through all of my schooling and had a college degree by the time they had won more than half their games so like there was a lot of people in the city that were finally just amped that we most of the time in Pittsburgh, we expect a ring. We expect a trophy. We expect the pens, the Steelers to always be there. The pirates were the one team. It's like, we're just happy to be here. And then we got a little bit of momentum, but that was a big moment where it's like, Hey, maybe this team could actually like come back to its former grandeur. It it was really cool seeing that. And like, um, Kind of since we were going back to uh, last week's episode, um, I wanted to ask you, MC, because one of the things that we talked about, we we kind of mentioned like, hey, he, these are the various things that we did when we were playing sports. And if I had ever been good enough to make sport, uh, you know, a professional sports team, this is how I would envision myself as a player. You know, I'd be like for, for myself, I envisioned myself as kind of like a scrappy guy who's like a backup and who gets a chance to play. And when I do get a chance to play, I do really, really well and like work myself into the lineup and kind of like a folk hero, you know, like we have a lot of them around here for like for various sports. But like with baseball, like um, Victor Robles is like that, where it was like this guy came out of nowhere and we were just like, dude, we got to keep this guy in the game somehow. Uh, Kurt Kurt Suzuki is like that. Uh, Howie Kendrick is like that, um, where they just they have these big moments. And Steve, I can't, I can't even remember exactly what you had said, but like, what kind of athlete would you have been? I distinctly remember comparing myself to Tony Kukoc from the '90s Bulls. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just being one of those guys. It's never like a big name, not really a trash talker, but slowly and subtly, when people are a fan of the team, realize like that dude actually contributed more than I realized he did, doing the scrappy stuff, the stuff you know, that, that helps the team win, but isn't flashy. Cause that's kind of how I was when I played, you know, in, in school, um, you know, even when I was a captain and stuff, like I wasn't, I don't, I don't think at least I, I was some big name or whatever, like uh, my brother and the other guy on our team, like they were the three point shooters. And yeah, every once in a while I'd get an offensive rebound or I'd get a bunch of blocks or something, but you know, I wasn't the guy putting up 50 points, but doing the stuff that, needed to be done because the rest of the team had everything else covered. You know, you have Jordan Pippen, all you need Kukoc to do is get in there a couple times and not screw stuff up, hit his free throws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, that was, that was your role in that. Um, MC, what about you, man? Like, since you didn't get a chance to join us last week, if you could have been any sport, whatever sport was your, was your jam. Like, how did you envision? Because we all like daydreamed like that yeah. as we when we were kids. Like, how did you envision yourself as like, man, if I if I was a professional sports athlete, this is how I would do it. This is what sport I would play. Well, well, in my very short lived middle school basketball career, um, I was kind of a Mike Miller type. I wasn't like I was. It was it's weird. It was actually weird because I was I was short. Like I didn't I didn't hit my growth spurt for a while. 
So I was short. So my like my coaches always tried to make me play point guard, despite the fact I was like, stop making me point guard just because I'm short. Like I'm not a ball handler. This is not it's not me. But um, <clears throat> I eventually became at least with basketball. I was kind of a Mike Miller type. Like I was or, or um, I can't think of the other dude's name. But I, I was never I was never like the superstar guy. But I was al- I was always the guy that you know you you'd be okay with taking taking a shot if he was wide open. Uh, I I, I kind of ended up being being that guy, um, as far as basketball is concerned. I, I think that and I think that kind of fits kind of how I am, um, in a sense because I'm generally just kind of chill, kind of kind of reserved. Like I'm I am very competitive, um, but I was I was never like super flashy or over the top or anything. Now. I will say in recent years, because I play, I play flag, I've been playing flag football the last four years, I've kind of evolved into a hybrid between a Julian Edelman and a Shannon Sharp. Julian Edelman in the sense of, am I the, am I the, the biggest guy? No. Am I the fastest guy? No. Uh, but I'm deceptively kind of quick, just like any, you know, average white wide receiver. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I, but white guys, man. You gotta watch out for them. Yeah, well, I mean that, but but that's partially what it is because in in the flag league I play in, like I'm a chubby dude. So like when people look at me and look and when I'm out there, like they don't expect me to be athletic. They don't expect me to be able to to run. They don't expect me to be able to jump. They you know they they don't expect it. But then they actually play, and they realize like oh oh crap like wow he's got hops. Oh wow he read that perfectly. Oh wow, he actually has some speed to him. Um, so that's why I say Julian Edelman because I, I do a little in my flag league. I do a little bit of everything. I play some tight end. I play some linebacker. I play some safety. I've I've rushed the passer. I've done a little bit of done a little bit of everything. But the reason I say Shannon Sharp is because I actually am a talker. <laughs> on the, <laughs> on, uh, on nice. the I, I I am I am a talker. Yeah, I, I I'm a talker. I got I got into a argument with the referee earlier this year because they called me for a pass interference because quarterback threw the ball I, I i i see i see the the slant coming and i immediately bolt up and go for the ball the guy running the slant runs into me and they called me for pass interference just because they fell to the ground and i stood there and i'm like how's that my fault like just because they're 150 pounds <laughs> And they fell when I'm going for the ball. That's yeah. But so I had a, I've had I've had quite a few back and forths with refs, with players, and I like to talk my ish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the competitor in me. Like I I wasn't really like that when I was younger, but I've kind of grown kind of grown into it. I, I mean I do it now. Like even when I play video games or like anything that's that's a competition of any kind. Like I yeah. I talk. And I try to back it up, but also, you know, I give my props if I'm wrong or if I fall short or something. So I think that's kind of what I would be. I would, I would be kind of a jack of all trades guy, but I, I low key got some lip to me. <laughs> you would, you would be the one talking trash. So yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. At at Steve's at Steve's bachelor party, we um, we were playing sports like that. That was ba- it. Was basically like an eighth grade birthday party. It was awesome. Like we went to a rec center. We played basketball, and then we started playing uh, touch football. And I don't remember the guy's name, Steve, but one of your friends was a was like he was a bigger dude. Like he was, he was chubby, and 
he got he a pass got thrown to him and I was right there in front of him and I figured he wasn't really going to like do much and I was just going to like easily tag him right this motherfucker turned on the jets and just like sprinted out like two steps and then turned on a dime and was gone like up the field and I'm just standing there staring I'm like holy shit like that when you, when you were saying that you were like you know I'm a bigger dude but like I'm quick and I was like that's what I thought of was this dude was just like <laughs> I was like damn dude like I was I was blown away I was like I did not ex- I did not see that coming at all that is that is not where I thought this was going to go <laughs> I think that's uh Grant's brother-in-law Sam yeah yeah that dude like he played football loves football and and um yeah he's deceptively like his whole family like now his brother went to like the citadel he's a cop like he's jacked but all of them in that family like they're all big dudes and they all are deceptively athletic (laughs) except antonio because he looks athletic he looks like he could rip your head off (laughs) yeah i mean it was it was it was cool man and like it's it's one of those things too. Like I, I, I miss, I miss sports, man. I, I really do. Like I, I had gone a long time without playing sports and I was, I was working at Blockbuster and one of the guys, uh, one of the girls that worked there, her husband was on a softball team and I was like, Oh, you know, I used to play in high school and you know, I'd love to play. And I got to play and like, I had realized like how different the game was from when you were young, when you were young, everybody's fast, you know? Like it's, it's just, it, it's just something that everybody is. I, I know if it's, but when you get older, like your knees hurt, your back hurts. I mean, I had had at this point, two knee surgeries and a broken ankle for being in the military. I didn't realize that my, my game basically had to completely change yep. because I no longer had the speed and abilities that I used to have. And like, yep. I, I like embarrassed myself out there a couple of times. So I basically had to like relearn how to play. And like, we finally got to a tournament and I want to turn the, I'm going to tell the story and then I want to want you guys to have this opportunity too. Sure. But like, we, we got to a tournament, the end of the season tournament. And like, yeah, I wasn't getting played a whole lot because it wasn't really that good. And we got to the end of the season tournament and they needed somebody to play catcher. And I was like, I'll, I'll play catcher. And uh, Casey, the guy who was a coach, he was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll put you in a catcher. And I had a monster tournament. I mean, we ended up playing like it was something like nine or ten games that we ended up playing in this tournament. We ended up winning. And I was like, I, I, my bat caught fire. I was making amazing plays at catcher like it all clicked for whatever reason. And it was just like, it was so cool. Cause it was like this awesome shining moment where it was like, Hey, maybe I'm not a fat piece of shit. Like maybe I still have, <laughs> maybe I still have some athletic talent left in this old ass body of mine. And it was just, it was very, very cool because it was very humbling before that to be like, man, I don't have the abilities I used to. And it was just really cool because I remember, I, I feel like I, I, I earned myself a spot for the following seasons after that. And uh, it was just really cool. And like, I wanted to see if you guys had any moments like that where you were you got a chance to go back on the field for whatever reason. And you were just like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. And then you have a couple of those flashes where you're just like, wait, I remember how to do this thing now. Yeah, and yeah, I have a I have a few actually. And it's from playing in the in the, the, the flag league I've been playing in. I mean, I first year I did it was uh, was 2015. And that was that was legitimately my my like my first time like even like doing anything of the sort you know any type of organized team like as an adult i hadn't played uh football or any type of sport since like middle school um so so it was my first time actually going out there and <clears throat> i mean 
it was kind of, I had the same kind of realization. Like, you know, see, I was with 26, 27 ish. I, I don't remember how old it was. Um, yeah, it's 27. And so like, I, I wasn't like working out like I am now. I wasn't really being super active. Like I am now, like I was mostly just being a lard ass back then, but I just wanted, I wanted to play football cause I loved it. And even though I hadn't played since I was younger, I really just wanted to do it. But I had the same kind of realization. Like the, the the first game I played, like I I think they targeted me one time, and I dropped it, and I and I didn't get the ball again after that. I was like, wow, this this sucks. But I also I was like, all right, well, okay, if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna be the speed guy, you know, then I need to be the intelligence guy. Then I, I need to be the guy that's gonna. It's gonna run the the five and then you know the the button hook right here. Or I'm just gonna run a slant. You know I'm I'm just gonna do I'm just I'm gonna be the safety net if my quarterback gets in trouble. And on the defensive end, I was like, all right, well I don't have the speed to keep up with guys, but I'm gonna use the 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 knowledge I do have to just kind of anticipate where guys are going, and and go from there. And then like after that first game, I scored. I think I scored in virtually every game the rest of the season, and I also had like six interceptions with me being not the most athletic guy. Now I didn't, I didn't unfortunately get to play uh, the, like all of the rest of the season. Cause I had started a new job and you know, it took up my time and I, I didn't have time for it anymore. So the following year, kind of the same thing. I was like, but at this point I was like, wow, I, I didn't even play a full season the year before, but so I need to, I need to, you know, try now, try to get acclimated I was doing even less <laughs> than I was doing before. And I was on a whole new team with all new people that I didn't know, hadn't met, nothing, right? And sort of the same thing. And going into it, I, I had a much better understanding of kind of where my body was. And so from right out the gate, I kind of did a better job of doing little things to 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 get myself open and little things to kind of start baiting opposing quarterbacks and say, yeah, you can throw me the ball. This chubby piece of shit is not going <laughs> to, you know, not going to, I can't, I can't jog over there and, and get that guy or, or Oh or man, I'm girl. slow. I can't get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's so like almost each one of my interceptions was virtually the same thing. You know, someone's running out. I'm looking like, oh yeah, I don't even see this guy over here. And then the second I see them turn, I just bolt over one-handed take it to the house because i scored like three three touch three defensive touchdowns also nice. so yeah it was i mean that that was that that was kind of it and it, it, it was, it's kind of been awesome to kind of have these little moments like because I, I do feel like if if i if i was passionate there was a path to professional sports for me when i was younger the problem was i got hurt and i fell in love with writing and music and so when yeah. I got healthy, I wasn't, you know, I, ended, I went to DeMatha, which is a school known for sports, but I didn't, I, I reneged on, you know, the coach wanting me to play football there because I wasn't passionate anymore. So it, it's been Art fun was, these Art last was couple. calling you, man. Yeah. It, it, so it's, yeah. And, and it's funny because like I, I did do little things. Like I wrote like fan fiction and stuff like in between playing basketball and football and skateboarding and BMX and, and all the stuff I was doing as a kid. Um, but yeah, getting injured in eighth grade was like the best thing because it basically took put me on the trajectory I'm on now, where you know I'm I'm doing podcasting. I, 
you know, I do music, I, I write, uh, you know, all these other things. So, yeah. Steve, what about you, man? Real quick, though, am I correct in picturing that, like, you're out there on the field and you're holding, like, a box like Krispy Kreme donuts <laughs> and you're just walking behind the, the wide receiver and then they throw the ball and you just sprint off after them and pick it off, like, I mean, really selling it hard. That's what I was picturing the whole time. The, the, the only problem with that visual is I probably wouldn't waste the Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> oh, it's an empty box. It's a, it's oh, a complete okay. ploy, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. You're baiting them. Oh, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. He scores the touchdown. And, he and comes then I go have a donut. <laughs> he comes up to the quarterback and he opens up the box and it's empty. He goes, the box of donuts was a lie. A lie! <laughs> and you fell for it! Like, He's got a donut under the goalpost. It's not a cell phone. It's a jelly-filled. That's my celebration dance. I eat an actual Krispy Kreme. Sucka. Um, I I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm an old old bag of crap, uh, and I really don't do much. Um, maybe maybe my bachelor party was the closest to that, where we were really running around and playing like crazy, because that was the last time I really went at it with basketball. Yeah. Um, I just. I played a lot of racquetball with my dad and brother. I wish I could get in. Like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm just like, man, why don't, why don't I do more of this? Like the whole time MC was talking about this flag football league, I was like, man, that'd be fun. Like, why don't, yeah, right. why don't yeah. I get into shape better? You know, I've been trying to lose some weight. I've had some success this year, but I could take it up to the next notch and really start, you know, maybe competing in something, you know, playing in something. You guys are getting my juices churning here. See, hey, that's, that's- that was my I'm, motivation for it also, which was, I mean, we, we, we meet once a week on whatever day, whatever day our game is, um, which there well, for me, it was always Wednesdays. Um, but yeah, just every Wednesday we go, uh, you know, we go play our game. Then afterwards we might like, we might grab, we might grab a beer or something or everyone just goes home or something. Like it's just, it was, it was exactly that. Like just, Something where I can be social, you know, meet some new meet some new folks. I can do something that's more than just the jogging and the, and going to the gym that I'm doing. And it's something fun. Like the other people, the, the league I'm the league I'm in is not an athletic league. It's a it's I forget what the the uh, the, the word they use for, it, but it's just for for fun. Like so, like no yeah. one there is like actually a, like a semi pro athlete. The athletic league has all like former NFL or former Division one college players in it's like it's like I'm the beer doing... league basically Forget that yeah. yeah yeah i need that i need like a slavo league or yeah. whatever <laughs> like a, yeah i need a beer league too yeah like that's the thing is like I, for the most part like i'm i i like doing what we do where everybody's on skype and we we just connect that way but there's a certain part of me that wishes that we all like lived in like the same neighborhood like like we were kids you know like we we're all like friends and that we could do this sort of thing, you know, because like I think it would be cool if it was like me and Steve and MC and Yuli and like said showed up too. like we had all of the and Rambo, like even though Rambo's not into sports, he'd be like, come on, Rambo, you can play with us. And he's like, I don't do the sports ball. And like, we're like, we'll teach you, man. It's cool. Yeah. Like we're like, Rambo, be our commentator. You would be amazing at that. Oh, Just color commentary what? on what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, he would. Yeah, he really would, man. Um, it would just like I just I, I I think something like that would be fun. And for I have the hardest time staying in shape as as I get older because I don't like going to the gym. I don't like running. But man, when I was a kid, I was playing soccer and football and baseball and and, and everything like everything I could get my hands on. And that's how I stayed in shape is because I can run all day when I'm doing something athletic. But when it comes to like, hey, run four miles and, you know, yeah. like 
Nah, that it, sucks. It's, it's the same worst. thing, dude. I could, I could play 40 straight rounds of racquetball and not blink. You know, I could do, you know, crazy. We'd play these basketball tournaments. It would be a weekend. I mean, you're just literally playing basketball nonstop for a whole weekend. And I Monday, my feet were ripped to shreds with blisters and I didn't give a crap. But put me on a treadmill and I'm looking down and it's three minutes and 17 seconds and I'm ready to put a gun in my mouth. Like, I, I can't right? do it, you know. And you're right. I think it's something about the active competitive nature of playing a sport versus yep. just trying to be athletic for health because then it feels like a chore instead of a game yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yep hey how, how about this why don't we try like if possible like next year be it spring or summer or something maybe try to have like just like a ggr just like fun day where we can go, yeah. Oh my where we can, god! Where we is, can just like that is genius. Like, I love that we can, idea. We can, we can do it in like a park that has like a baseball field, so we can play kickball or oh, something. Dude. Yeah, you know, we can have a picnic there too. Maybe grill out if there's that there. Like just and and we in like at next year, like so. There's more than enough time for us to yeah. like do logistics on it. Figure out like a, a good place. Lose no, weight. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with Steve, right? Um, it, that would be so much fun, but also like being able to get everybody together to do that because one of the, the greatest things about and like it, it's funny too, like when people, you know, it, let's say you know, 40 years from now, where GGR is somehow like mythic and people are like, oh man, these guys are great and they're wonderful, they'll listen to this story that we tell about Steve's bachelor party like it was some like amazing thing that was like it must have been the most glorious of parties of all time like the the thing that i enjoyed about the, the most was that all of us were essentially in the same age range we're all like in our 30s right or late 20s and we all were balling out as hard as we could but nobody was really that good and like everybody was playing as hard as they could and as soon as we were done i remember it was it was me steve and steve's brother grant and we were sitting on the couch at steve's parents house right and we were all like super sore. Like we were like walking around like like our legs were made of like wood. And like um, I guess your parents dog like hopped up on the couch and like went to go lick Grant's face. And Grant was like, no, 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 dog. No, don't. Oh, God. Oh, I can't get you to move. Oh, whatever. And just like gave up. And it was like <laughs> it was like it was so cool because everybody was miserable at the same time for the same reason. But it was so much fun. Like we all we're enjoying the shit out of that. And it was just like, I would love to have another day where we're all miserable the next day. Because oh, of yeah. Our, yeah. I want that so bad right now. Yeah. It would just, it would be awesome, man. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny the things that you, you miss about childhood. And honestly, that's the thing I miss the most is I miss being able to be active all the time. Because now it's like you got to work and you got to pay the bills and you got all this other stuff. And by the time I get home from work, man, I don't want to do shit. Yep. There's a, there's a great meme going around right now. That's like uh, it's like telling people it's like, hey, when you're in your 20s, like do all you can. Because once you hit 30, your check knees light comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that is, ain't that the truth, man? And like, I remember too, I remember like injuring my knees when I was in the military and thinking like, oh, well, when I get, when I get back and my surgery's done and everything's healed, I will, I'll just be exactly the way I was before. Everything will be exactly the same. And it wasn't. And like, I remember how disappointed I was. I was like, I used, I used to be able to run two miles in 
uh, my, my record time when I was in the military was I could run two miles in 13 minutes and 25 seconds. And I was wow. never, I was never able to crack 15 minutes again after that. I don't think I ever could in my entire life, man. So at least you have a knee surgery to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was just I, like, I remember, um, did you guys have to run the mile like in gym class in school? Yeah. Like as part uh, of yeah. your, yeah. And I, I remember when I was in, in uh, school, like the best time I ever had was like 740. And I, you know, I'm a big, I'm a bigger guy. And I, and I was hauling ass. I wanted to get a good score. And it was basically like, I think you had to get under 10 minutes to pass, basically. Yeah. So even if you walked at a brisk pace, you're fine. So I had no reason to, but I'm like, I just want to do this. That might be the fastest I ever run before, during, or since. Like, I don't think I ever ran fast again. I was always more of a, I'm going to push you out of the way kind of basketball player. Not, <laughs> I'm going to blow you by you, Russell Westbrook kind of player. I was a Shaq, if, if you know what I mean. Um, or, or a Timothy Mozgov kind of thing. Um, so it, uh, it, it you saying you ran two miles in that kind of time just blows me away. You have to realize, though, too, man, imagine the best the, the best way to get in shape is to live in a dorm where every morning you're forced to wake up and go exercise. You're controlled in what you're allowed to eat. You're you're doing physical activity three times a day. You're always moving. Like, it's the best way to get in shape. It was amazing. I Like, I remember joining the Army, and I was, like, it's like my, when I was in high school, I was, like, 170, 180-ish. And I joined the Army, and I was, like, just under 200 pounds. And I was, like, yikes, that's embarrassing. I hadn't weighed myself in a while. And by the time I got done with boot camp, I was down to 170 pounds. And when I got done with, uh, with AIT, which is the job training, and then when I got done with airborne school, I was, like, at about 180. And I was, like, I had gained weight. And they were, like, yeah, but you've probably gained a ton of muscle. And, like... I remember because you don't pay attention to this stuff. It was the best way to get in shape. And that's probably why I can't now because there's this whole damn thing called free will and, you know, pizza places. Crispy creams will get you every time. Exactly, right? <gasps> every time, man. Uh, but yeah, it's. Man, all I want to do is get in shape now. You guys, you guys got me inspired. This is an inspiring podcast. See, We're talking you, you, about how much you don't like Bryce Harper, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I gotta get to the gym now. <laughs> See, I just like I, I, I can't stand the gym. That's the problem. Is like it's just so boring. Like Steve, you, you, I, I, you were speaking to my soul, man, when you were like, I'll, I'll get on the treadmill and I'll, and I'll be running, and I'll feel like, man, I, this must be at least 25 minutes. You look down, it's like four minutes, and you're like, son of a bitch. Like this yeah. is gonna take forever. And then you look at how many like calories it's burned off, and you're like, "How is this eight calories?" <laughs> I drove by McDonald's and gained forty-seven calories getting here. So, what am I even? Why am I even on this thing? Um, yeah, and I think maybe we just have to go back to that mentality of like, "Eh, be like a little kid, just run around and play, have fun, do something fun, and then you won't think that you're exercising." Maybe yeah. that's what I need to do. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's what I got to do. Just start going outside and just playing soccer with Jax and playing basketball and like maybe get him into good shape, too. It'll be uh, it'll be good stuff. Yeah. Mike, look at what I just sent you a messenger. Uh, stand by. Is it a picture of a butt? <laughs> oh, dude. So, OK. All right. Well, we'll we'll close it on this. I think that's good because this will be the perfect <laughs> tie in to to what we're going to be talking about here. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. 
make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. So Howie Kendrick, the former Dodger, has a chance with the Nationals in front here in the 10th inning in Game 5. Swinging a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals' dugout. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. Do you believe it? The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. Dodgers down to their last out as Justin Turner stands in. Swinging a fly ball shallow center, racing on his Taylor, closing on it, dives, and he caught it! A diving catch ends the series! What a play by Michael Taylor! A diving catch, and the Nationals, for the first time in their history, will play in the National League Championship Series. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!